Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Alright! Woo! This is my morning radio thing. Hey, and welcome to the Fizzle Show, where every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. In this episode, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to promote your blog. And this is the ultimate guide to getting more traction for your blog, whether you want more people to a particular particular post or to your whole site in general. This is a huge episode and comes with a huge article where we lay out even more strategies. But here is where you're going to get some of the stuff right in the podcast that we might edit out of the article so you're in the right spot. (laughs) Because here's the thing. You might be trying some of these tactics already and they're not working because you don't really understand the core, the real core of those strategies, what's important about them. Or... You might be afraid that promoting your blog takes a lot of work. And we want you to lay both of those fears to bed. You can do this. You can create a strategy that you use to promote each and every blog post that you make that feels right to you and gets you more results. So in this episode and in the huge article that goes along with it, that's what our goal is, to help you put together a checklist for yourself to promote your individual posts and your entire site. And we're going to get into that in just a second, but wait. Before we get into this episode, we have one very special announcement, okay? Bear with me here. We're about to launch a huge deal. Corbett Barr, my co-host and co-founder at Fizzle, made a course called Start a Blog That Matters a few years ago. It went on to become one of the most successful blogging courses ever created, thousands of students, hundreds of people coming out of there with blogs that are still running today, including huge ones, right? Well, we've just completely updated that course and we're launching it next Tuesday, the 12th, 2016. So no matter when you're listening to this, that course is going to be available and it is freaking awesome. But we're doing something very special with this, okay? So if you're listening to this as the episode airs, there's an opportunity for you that's pretty killer. Okay, we're not just launching a course. We're going to guide the first batch of students through this course with coaching all along the way at each step. So not only are you going to have the best course in the world on starting a blog that matters, not only is it going to be taught by the guy who helped create massive sites like Live Your Legend, Man Vs. Debt, Think Traffic, and Fizzle itself, but you're going to get to have live coaching sessions with him and others from the Fizzle team throughout the entire course. So you'll be able to get your specific questions answered. Anyways, it's a big deal. We've never done this before and we're pumped about it. The course and the coaching is going to be included with your Fizzle membership, which only costs $35 a month. That is a dollar a day. I just could be making so much more money if I went somewhere else, Corbett. I wonder what are we doing here? All right, we're doing the coaching and the course. You're going to get it inside of Fizzle. We just want to make Fizzle the best resource for people who want to start these sorts of things. That'll include also the 40 other courses inside of Fizzle to help you after you get your blog started, like stuff about your email list or design or talking to customers or making your first product, all that stuff. Tons of stuff in, in Fizzle to help you in every step beyond getting the blog up right? But in order to get the coaching, you have to sign up by July 19th, 2016. So if you're ready to get your blog started to actually do it in an environment with an expert teacher, other supportive bloggers, and an insanely effective action plan, then get ready because I'm about to give you a URL that I want you to go to because it's the only way that you can sign up if you want to. So if that's what you want, you have to, you're now you're my captive audience right now. I'm going to give you this URL. Here it is. Fizzle.co slash blog me. Blog me. Just no no space, no dash or nothing. Just blog me. Blog me. My uncle used to say, hey, beer me. <laughs> it's like, hey, give me a beer, right? And this is like, hey, blog me. Guide me through every step of the process to get a blog that I love up, that I won't get sick of, and that will actually work in the world. Do that for me, would you? Blog me. All right, you got it. So, all right, big opportunity in this one for all of you who've been wanting to do a blog, right? Fizzle.co slash blog me to sign up. You have until July 19th to do it. Hope to see you inside. Let's get into this episode. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 170. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, repeated that after you hit record. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't want people to miss out. I on didn't that want people to lose little that. Nugget. I was like one of those things where I was like, duh, this is great. 
This needs to be in the podcast. So great. They got the podcast going with you. Like, what is the good things you're supposed to be in there? I should have known. I just saw there was like a little sparkle in your eye when I got over today that uh, you were in a mood. I was just lying down on my bed taking a nap. A playful I was going to the nap store. (laughs) What was his daughter's name in the... I mean, I'm like just treading on thin ice right now. I don't even care. What was his daughter's name in in the Cosby show? Rudy. Rudy. (laughs) Anytime someone just goes... It's like the best impersonation to me. Rudy. Yeah. (laughs) Too bad you can't use it anymore. You can't. It's dangerous. And I'm like, no, I'm going to reclaim it. I'm going to reclaim it. Like, just make it something that isn't Bill Cosby. Make yeah. it just a Cosby impression now. Yeah. Maybe that's its own thing. Maybe. It's not, though. As long as you're not a Cosby apologist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't be a Cosby apologist. It's like worse than being a co- a Cos. I don't know. I was looking for it. I was <laughs> yeah. heading towards Cosmopolitan, but I was like, it's not that bad to be no, a Cosmopolitan. You know what I mean? So we've got a good one today. We, we're going deep. We are. We're bringing the value bomb. This is just going to be value. Pure value today. You know what? Okay. Quick caveat on this word value. Yeah. It's the it's the trick of everything and it sounds so douchey. You know, it's become like nomenclature vernacular for people who are douchey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, we're gonna drop the value bomb today. You gotta make yourself more valuable. Make yourself valuable. But man, it's the it's it. It's the thing. Yeah. If you can get yourself to- We're a not pl- talking value like good deal. We're not talking, We're talking value like substance. Yeah, like like usefulness, helpfulness, valuable. I just do this one little- th- I think the most powerful mindset for an entrepreneur is like, listen, I just do this one thing and I do it really well and people need that thing. Yeah. You, like that is it. That's like, the key. People need that people thing. People need that thing. I'm a, a cobbler. A lot of people focus on stuff that nobody needs. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the real art of it. When we're new business people, we're trying to find that niche that isn't yet super popular. So there's a million of these peoples out there, right? But it's gonna be, and so it's good. Like, but it is an honest need. Yeah, it's not just a fad. It's not just like a right now. It's right. gonna be around for. Yeah, a long it's like the time. right combination of need and and competition and maturity and all that stuff. Yep. This this is actually a really great place to start because yep. today we're talking about how to promote your blog. We've got a great list of Individual things, individual tactics that you can use, and from that you can craft your your own overall strategy and checklists and things like that. But to begin with, your blog and the content that you want to promote has to be valuable. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. That's really the underpinning of all this because if you think about it, the 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 posts that go viral and the posts that really blow up and have an impact on someone. Those don't take much to uh, to promote. Yeah. Sometimes it can take a single share. All you have to do is seed the thing out there. Yeah. And the world is like, oh my God, it's this is amazing. It. Re- and then <laughs> I got just such a, I'm not even, keep going, just move along. Okay. I'm just telling that to the thought in my head. You don't get to show up right now. <laughs> you go away, you. Yeah. We we got to have the training wheels on right yeah. now so you can start riding the bike and get into the, exactly. into the topic at hand. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, for example, I, I've used this before. Um, this guy Tim wrote me once, and he uh, he was he was blogging, and then he he decided to go away for six months to I think he was actually going to a monastery or something. Whoa! And the only thing that he decided to do while he was there was he was going to write once a week, and then otherwise pretty much ignore his blog and his business ideas mm. and just keep the writing you know wheels greased. Yeah. Well, one day uh, something really stuck in his craw. And he decided. I hate that. Uh, it's weird. Your craw's right? clean. What's yeah? And then all of a sudden, bam! And what is a craw? Anyway? Something gets stuck in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he he decided to write a blog post, um, which was in rebuttal to this idea where people say everything happens for a reason. Yeah. He wrote yeah. one called "Everything Doesn't Happen for a Reason." Oh, hey yo! And are you kidding me? Well, well, <laughs> that is the viral content meter going up. Are you? Ki- what a great idea! <laughs> yes you're letting you're letting yourself show up you're letting that guy show up but it's in context so i'll, I'll let it's that part fly so anyway the the point being uh he wrote this post and it went on to have like five hundred thousand shares on facebook or something just like one of the most viral mm. posts i've ever seen and all he did was he wrote the post he uh shared it on facebook and then he went back to doing whatever he was doing at the monastery yeah, yeah. sitting Plant, in silence making booze or planting seeds or something yeah yeah uh and then 
when he checked in next, he had like just a flood of emails and stuff. And he's like, holy crap, what's going on? And it turned out that that one just got traction. And my point here is that the, the foundation of promoting any blog content is Mm. that the content has to be, uh, useful, valuable, shareable, have a great headline, all that kind of stuff. And then that makes the job of promotion way easier. Mm. We talked about this, um, recently on another episode, actually on Barrett Brooks last episode, where there's kind of a spectrum where if you have the most valuable, useful thing in the world, yeah. product or blog post or whatever, it needs almost no promotion at all. All you have to do is like tell one person mm-hmm. and then it spreads. That's like the cure for some horrible disease. Yeah. On the other end, you have some product or blog post or something that's so useless yeah. that you have to rely on crazy amounts of promotion. And that is Trump University. Yeah. yeah. Sales tactics and all that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, and so most of us end up. By the being, way, what's the thing with Trump University? You mentioned that on this episode one sixty nine. That's just a school that was set up that like it was uh, just a sham school yeah. set up that um, used the Trump name yeah. and uh, is now uh, in court. The Department of Justice decided to take it up and uh, nice. they're in a lot of trouble, I guess. But but the truth is the same about like the University of Phoenix and a lot of these places, well known to be just marketing like crazy. Right. John Oliver did a big report on them. Yeah. They're spending so much money on marketing, more than they're paying teachers in in, in most of those exactly. schools. And because it's not that good of a product. Right. That, that it's, so that it's not growing on its right. own, but they're profitable enough to, to market it. So the same is true of a blog post mm. and, and your blog in general. Yeah. If you find yourself really focused on marketing tactics and promotion tactics, yeah. then you probably should be looking at the content itself and thinking, you know, mm-hmm. why do I feel like I have to promote so hard? But there is, there, 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 there is, there is, what I hear you saying is like some posts, they just are winners and they're going to, they're, they're, they're solid and they're capable of succeeding without much marketing at all yeah. uh, or promotion. Some posts are like, you're just, they're not good. Like no matter how much you try to cover it up, everybody can smell the dookie underneath it. Yeah. You know, but at the same time in this modern day and age, it's a, just a, such a loud, noisy environment. You really right. got to do some right. stuff exactly. to stand out, so, right? So on the on the one end where you have like a, a post that's just dookie and it's never going to yeah. work out. Um, by the way, by, loving that we're using the word dookie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> by uh, by using all the promotional tactics in your yeah. arsenal on a crappy blog post, you're just burning bridges. You are losing trust in people because they're like, "Why is he pushing this thing so hard when it's when it's yeah?" Crappy? I mean, because your trust is on the line when you're like this post. Yada, it's amazing going to change your life and then I read it and it's like dude you're just below average exactly and then I'm like oh can't trust this person's words exactly and then on the other end of the spectrum you know sometimes if you feel like something's pretty good maybe it's not like quite a home run but you feel like it's pretty good yeah. then maybe you push a little harder because you know that it's going to serve some people if it gets mm-hmm. out there Yeah. anyway all that to say start with great content yeah. do your best write great headlines and then move on to uh, promotion tactics and decide you know, which pieces of this toolbox we're about to share with you, you want to use on which posts and which ones work for you personally. Mm, Booyah. All right, let's get into these lists of things. And it looks like you've got them separated between ways that we can promote our individual blog posts. So I've written a post. How do I promote that? And then ways I can promote my blog in general. The whole, the real quick, why, why is it important to think about both of those things? Well, there are just some things that you can do that will gain exposure to your blog in general. And that's useful because Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're potentially gaining readers from that versus trying to share some individual piece of content. And it's, it's just, uh, these are just two categories that, you know, these things will fall into. Yeah. Um, and I think we should start with the individual post promotion tactics. Got it. And, uh, we'll go through those. And as you guys are listening to this out there in listener land, uh, be thinking about which one of these, which ones of these you resonate with, which you've tried before. Maybe we can shed some light on ways to do these things. Yeah. We're going to give it, I, I, I plan on very much commenting from my own personal experience and, and trying to just tell the truth as much as possible. You know, one other point on that difference between promoting your post and promoting your blog in general, in some ways. Your individual blog posts, they're all contributing to this much bigger thing, which is the way that people feel about your site in general, right? Your brand. Some of the, you can refer to this as your brand. 
whether or not I trust you, what, who, what I would expect you to have a, an opinion or a thought about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I would go, why, what kinds of information I would come to you about instead of someone else. Or why I would choose you over others on the topic that more more people are talking about, right? Right. It's this kind of sense of trust, this sense of, of loyalty and connection. And and basically just like I enjoy, like reason why I like think traffic is because I enjoy your way of thinking about things. You're more analytical than me, than most others. It was kind of like, you know, I feel like the guy at Quick Sprout, it feels like, yeah, it's very, you know, analytical. and But he kind of veers off into like, it feels a little bit like doucheville. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm always sensitive to stuff like that. So each one of your posts, it contributed to this bigger sense of like, I can right. trust this site in general. Yeah. And I think that, that is, I, I only say that because I think that might matter a good deal over the long haul. You know, every one of your posts is con- your hope that it, that it's like, it's like every post is like a payment towards your mortgage. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's creating more value for you in the end, an asset that, that is worth more than just the sum of its individual posts. Yeah. You know, I think that's an important thing to remember as you're thinking about these, these kinds of promotion tactics and the fact that you got to promote your individual posts and your blog in general, because overall you want both of those, the value of each of those to, to go up. Yeah, yeah, and this is and this is a marathon, not a sprint, as well. Yeah, and I am running this marathon at a sprinter's pace, though. You know, I want to yeah. go really you fast. Ten, you tend to do. I it. just am so fast. You're just in it for the short term. I'm just in it for the short. All term. All right, you got, you ready for the first one? Bring it. Okay, this is a doozy. I hope you're ready. People aren't <laughs> probably thinking about this one. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> the first one is uh, share your stuff on social media. What? You gotta be kidding me. So I take it and I put it on the social networks. Exactly. Actually, I, I should figure out a character that I'll respond to each one of these with. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Are you, oh, God. You take a link and you tweet to it? Is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> okay, oh, tell me more. All right. Posting links to social media. This is really just about sharing your own content. Yeah via social networks that you have, you know. And this is run of the mill. Hey, I wrote a blog post. I'm going to put the title and the, and the link to it in my Twitter and right. on the Facebook and in the Pinterest and in the things, right? Right. And uh, I, I want to bring this up because it's one of the bread and butter pieces of uh, promotion mm-hmm. tactics. I don't want to like yeah. leave anything out, even though yeah. it might seem really simple. Yeah. But maybe we can shed a little light on what makes this more or less effective, mm-hmm. you know, some tips and things. Um, so, you know... The effectiveness of this, again, will depend on the quality of your content, you know, depending on what you're sharing. And we see this all the time, right? Sometimes we share a post and it gets like no interest at all. Other times you share a post and it and it kind of takes off on, yeah. on the network. So that gives you a clue as to the shareability of your individual post and maybe the usefulness of it. But then in addition, this is something I think that a lot of newbies get hung up on. They sign up for Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and they start sharing their stuff and they don't really get any traction there. And they mm. wonder why. Like, what's the deal? What's Why do people talk so much about Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter or whatever when I'm po- posting my stuff over and over again and nobody's paying attention to me? Yeah, right? yeah. So posting links to social media um, has to be part of a broader social media strategy where you're plugging in and playing the rules of that network, where you're building uh, an audience, a following there. Uh, people are trusting you there. They're engaging with you there. And you're not just sharing your own stuff over and over again, yeah. right? You have to be doing more. You have to be engaging with people and and um, resharing other stuff that you find. And and uh, there's all rules for each yeah. one of these. Yeah, and which I, just, I think is like, you know, J- Gary Vee has that jab, 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 right hook book. Right. And I didn't read it, but I remember skimming through and it seems like the big lesson to learn from that is just what you just said. There's just, there's norms and rules for each individual social network. You have to sort of speak that vernacular. Yeah. Instead of just go like, I'm a content creator, I have to be in all of these places, so I'm gonna do one thing, I'm gonna do it on all these places. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, this is what I do on Twitter, so I might work on Pinterest. Right. Like, it, it, it to, to truly become native in each of those. Yeah. Or, what I always tell people is, you just find the one that makes the most sense to you. Because, be, like for me, Twitter just made sense early on, and I dug deep on it. Right, and I st- and now I have like a D, I have like a regular size, me- like a medium size Z list celebrity, uh, right. you know, <laughs> following there. But there's engagement there. 
There's yeah. people who are who are those are like if I can get some of those people into a thing, they're good people. Right. You know what I mean? They're not bots. They're not yeah. like it's it's really easy to have a lot of followers that are bots. Exactly. So it's you know the effectiveness of this as well. If you let's say you share one article, yeah. it depends on you know how good the article is, how shareable it is. It also depends on the size of your following and the engagement of that following. Yeah. So you know if if you only have 10 people following you on any of these networks, you're not going to get any traction at yeah, all. Yeah. And instead of sharing your own stuff, you'd be better off investing in that place yeah. and trying to become someone who matters there. Yeah. And then you could start sharing your stuff and you'll get traction. Um, but it also depends on, you know, you could have 10,000 people and if they're all bots and crappy followers, then it doesn't matter. You're not yeah. going to get any traction that way either. Mm -hmm. And I think people finally have started to learn that, but yeah. newbies probably need to hear it because- the old the the game used to be try to get as many followers as possible by sometimes paying for them and doing mm -hmm. all this crap because yeah. it makes you look important or feel important. Yeah. When in reality, what matters is do these people actually know, like, and trust you? Yeah. Um, and, and so that dude, that is the thing that just takes a long time. Yeah. There's no way to make that happen fast. It's right. easy to get a lot of followers. It's not easy to get a lot of people who are willing to buy your thing. Right. That is a, and the, and the only thing that matters is the second one. Yeah. You got a lot of followers. Sure. You show up at the, the, the cocktail hour and people are like, well, look at that. So-and-so He has so many, and like it's worth exactly zero. Yeah. That's just celebrity. It's just weirdness. It's vanity metrics. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, another place to share your post is within a, a community, an online sharing community. And there are a lot of these, uh, like Reddit, Hacker News, Inbound.org, uh, product hunt. You can share all of those are you know marketing like businessy spaced ones. I remember looking for like right. well there what, are, Reddit Reddit. There's a lot that exists there. That's totally, the thing. If everything. you're into like dog beds, like so, Cozy Camera makes these badass dog beds. All right. Well, how many communities of dog people are there on Reddit? There are so many. That's a hint. Right. There's so many. And so how you are just naturally into your dog and it's a cocker spaniel something or other and there's that subreddit on on Reddit that you're just like active in. That becomes really, really valuable as well as another subreddit on just like new dog owners or another one on right. like on like advanced dog something something, right? Yeah. Your presence there can go a really long way because some of those Reddit subcommunities, some of these co online communities in general have huge amounts of people there. Yeah. Forums, you know, there's a there's a headphone forum that like if you had a headphone blog doing X, Y, and Z and you're in on, you, you, you're definitely going to be in on that forum, Hi-Fi or whatever. I can't remember what it is. But it's that kind of thing where the value of it is is kind of directly proportional to your honest interaction with the community. And working with the community is not yeah. like scamming right. a thing, you know? Well, and, and not always. So, mm. you know, sometimes uh, you can share a piece of content on one of these that is just, you know, great headline. Yeah. And, and it might take off on its own. Yeah. But usually you have to have some street cred there. Some street cred. or But there's ways, like, I've seen people in Reddit communities where they just, like, they put their whole article in the Reddit thing. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, just wrote this over on my blog, but here here it is for you in Yeah, general. so people don't think, oh, he's just trying to get me it's back to It's a big deal because that just... That that just doesn't. It feels disingenuous. Like some people are into this community because like this is their thing, right? You know what I mean. But others uh, don't allow you to write so much. They're yeah. literally just sharing links. Yeah, like, like product inbound or, or, inbound, or product yeah. or whatever. So, um, or even hacker news. Yeah. And so those still depend on your street cred and and you know uh, the following that you have on those platforms because a lot of times there's a, a network effect there when you post something. Yeah. Uh, or you know, you prime the pump by emailing people that you know, saying, hey, I just published this thing. Would you mind giving it an upvote or whatever? Yeah, totally. Uh, which may or may not violate the rules, but it is what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, some of these places, depending on how big they are, like Hacker News, if you reach the front page of that, it can send thousands of people Tons. to your site. So these can be really useful. And you what kinda, kind of people, right? right? What kind of people? Like they're, they're people who are on Hacker News just like looking at the news of the day. What wants to win on Hacker News is like, insights and ideas about entrepreneurial stuff that you can just read real quick and then kind of go on with your day or an in-depth case study or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to equate to a lot of people joining, subscribing, like being a part of your blog from that time on, right? You never know. You don't know. You don't know. Right? It totally right? depends. So um, this is something worth playing around with. Yeah. It's worth looking for these kinds of communities that exist for your topic. Like, you know, they exist for design and other things yeah. like that. So check it out. See if there's something there. Um, and, uh, and this might be part of your promotional, you know, checklist. I think, yeah, to me, this one is like, if you, if there is a community for like, say dog owners or something like that, that you can just 
stay in and like a, every week I kind of check in and I answer some questions or I ask some questions or I, yeah. whatever. And you're making some friends. It's actually a thing you're kind of into because yep. you're into your business. And in the first place, you were into this topic. That's what got you into the business. Like that can be so valuable over time yeah. if it's a big community. Yeah. And uh, this is the kind of thing just to, you know, be honest about how we use this sort of thing. Yeah. It's infrequent, but every mm -hmm. once in a while, we'll have something that we think is really important. Yeah. And we'll start racking our brains for what are the next level promotional things that we can yeah. do? And this is something that we might. Yeah, this is something on. that I would like to do a lot more of. But it's, man, there, you know, there's just only so many times in the days for the so hours. So many times in the days. Yeah. All right. Uh, third, this is um, not necessarily a promotional strategy in itself. I would totally count it as a promotional strategy because it's, it's work a, that you do about a blog post true. that hopefully gets it more shares. That's true. Why don't you share this one? Because using images within blog posts. All right. You're making your images for, for shareability, for communication. Um, there's a stat here. One study showed that Facebook posts with images are shared 2.3 times more often than those without images. Whatever the statistics are, we are a visual species. That's how we have survived. The visual part of our brain is just like so on key that you would you, you, like it, it's it's you immediately look to where the eyes in the picture are, are looking. You immediately ingest the information of, of the graphic way easier and, yeah. and systematize it than reading the thing, systematize and creating your own graphic totally. in your head. So anytime you're able to use these helpful graphics, whether they're images that are aspirational and emotional or graphics that help lay out sort of the struct, like a Venn diagram or a Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of thing that shows you, oh yeah, now I understand this concept. Yeah. Or uh, a general, like a quotable, like a tweet, the uh, kind of uh, a picture quote that you then Pinterest or something like that. Yep. Whatever it is, it's another place for you to make that impact, to repeat the things that are already in your post or, or call out some of the most important pieces. Yeah, and you can see uh, this in action on platforms like Facebook and Twitter where they have... Uh, engineered into their platform yeah. ways of pulling more images in. Now, sometimes when you share a link, the an image just gets pulled into it yeah. because they know that content with images is shared more often and yep. interacted with more often. Totally. So, um, there are some good resources for this. Oh, we've got great resources. Number one, we have a course on how to do this. Yeah. We have a course where I teach on making shareable images for your blog to promote it on social media and all this other stuff, right? So it's a course that I walk you through even just using Photoshop or, and I also walk you through using Canva, a free tool online. Uh, talking to through all of the things that I've learned as a designer about making these kinds of things, where I find my images, how I set up some like little hacks and yeah. some workflow type stuff. It's really, really valuable. Yep. You can get in to, to that and easily get that done in that five-week period. It'll probably You could do that in a day, right? So five-week free trial, fizzle.co slash try five. I don't know why I'm promoting that so much because then you're just going to sign up. You're going to take this course and then you're going to like quit, you know, because you can and you'll never get charged, right? But then it's like, man, why don't I not stick around for a little while? There's so many other great courses in there. Yeah. You know, it's really valuable. But That's then we've that. also got the the blog post. Both of these are in the show notes. We have, I have a blog post, 50 plus sources for images, icons, and fonts for your, you know, shareable images needs. And those will be in the show notes for yeah. this? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and so images, you know, it's going to take you a little bit of time, but if you can double the shareability of your post on social media, yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. It's and one of those things. It's like, just do it. Yeah. It, it. Like it takes time and realize it, it's valuable. And it's something we've done consistently at Fizzle for anything that goes on the Sparkline yeah. for a couple of years now. Yeah, and I don't think we've, we've never, we still don't even do it that, that pro. We're still just kind of like just getting it in. Sometimes you know though, I mean? you know, I can think about a lot of different images in my head right yeah. now. When you talk about those blog posts, I see the image yeah. associated with it. So it's pretty interesting. Totally. How it works. All right. Uh, number four on this list is another simple one, but, but it's really important and it does really lay the backbone of any promotional strategy, I think. And that is simply to send new blog posts to your email list. Hmm. So as you grow an email list, um, this is one of the most effective things you, that you can do. Every time a new blog post comes out, you email that to your list and you can do it in an automated fashion uh, like we do with MailChimp. Whenever a new blog post comes out, MailChimp automatically grabs that from our RSS feed and sends it out to our audience. You could do it um, custom. If you're really feeling ambitious, you could, whenever you write a new blog post, instead of relying on an automatic process, you could go compose a little email and, you know, tell people why you think this post is important. You can also decide if you want to send the entire blog post within the email 
if you want to just include an excerpt. These are all different variations on the same theme, and they're all valid. And you you can try these out and see what feels right to you and what your audience seems to re um, resonate with. But just remember that this is a very effective promotional technique because you're going to have a lot of people on your email list eventually. And by letting them know about your blog post, they're exposed to it. They might come and check it out. They might read it in the email. And ultimately, they might share it with other folks as well. Love it. Don't even have to ask add anything to that. All right. Uh, next on the list is simply to ask for a share. Mm -hmm. This is something that we've done in posts before. I'm doing it more and more in videos now. Yeah. And I'm making like more of like a heartfelt call to it. Like, hey, if you liked this, chances are someone you know might like it. You give it a share. Like uh, just something like that in... And part of it just comes with being really like really actually starting to realize how grateful I am that people would even watch or read or listen in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like if that gratefulness really easy turns in easily turns into that ask for me somehow, which sounds like it wouldn't be. It sounds like I'd be like, you know, you probably got like, never mind. That, that's like a kind of modesty. Right. You know, what I mean? or, or something where this is like, I think it's good, too. If you think it's good, then maybe we got something good going here. Share it with somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's one way you can do it in, in a video. You can do it in a blog post as well yep. at the end of a blog post, you know, and you can be modest or you can be grateful or whatever yep. strategy feels right to you and try some different ones. Yeah. If I like you, this idea of uh, you could be in whatever way you want to be. You could uh, be kind about it. You could be rude about it. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of ways that you could be about yeah. this. Try being a dick about it. <laughs> See how far that gets you. Um, but you never know, it might work because they like they showed that uh, rude servers get tipped more than nice servers, oh, right? Oh, yeah. It's so, so, uh, so, but so who that, knows? I think that's a categorical difference, though. <laughs> who, who knows? Um, another way you can do this is um, by, well, I guess it's different. Uh, something that we do is sometimes we include a little uh, quotable yeah. in, in a post. Yeah, and that's like a little, I'm sure there's tons of plugins for that now, yeah. where it's like we have a little piece of text that I made a little short code for, where I'm like, hey, Click to tweet this thing, this text, right? And I, I, I'm always just kind of throwing that in last minute, kind yeah. of. I feel like, but some articles we go through, and I add them for if we have like our um, ten mistakes in online business yeah. one, for example. I went through and I added one for each of those that actually shares the image that corresponds to that point, yeah. you know. And that I thought was it was actually a lot of work to do, but uh, but it, it's kind of cool. When people share it and that image automatically pops up in their thing, they're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Because the images look amazing. They look great. Mm -hmm. So uh, that let's make that one a separate item here. So okay. we talked about asking for a share. The next one is um, including some sort of a, yeah. a tweetable or something that mm -hmm. people can click a button to share. Yeah. This is one where I think some people feel like it might look a little desperate um, and you know you want to make sure that you're, uh, comfortable with, with any of these tactics, but with this one, especially, you know, you want to make sure that you're asking people to share something that's really useful. And, um, we can just say like from, from our experience, these things do get clicked on a lot. Some of these posts, I still see yeah. these, these little things that you, you put in there as a tweetable, quotable, whatever. Yeah. We see these on Twitter all the time, people sharing these from posts that we wrote a couple of years ago. Yep. So I think it can be a really effective strategy. I know some people are like, oh, you know, you don't need those buttons. If somebody wants to share it, they'll share it. Yeah. But in this case, you're giving them something that you think they would want to share with their audience because it's yeah. going to make them look smart. I think that's the interesting part about it to me is being in there and getting into their skin and going like, what would, because it's, it's like another voice that you can use to say the thing you're saying. You know, so it might be a quote that you just said, like, a blog is not a business. Do we repeat after me? A blog is not a business. And then they're like, okay, a blog is not a business. That Because you're like, hey, that was a good lesson I just learned. Yeah. And then you can just repeat that quote. But other times it's like you change it a bit yeah. to be in a different voice. And I feel like it communicates well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might make the message go further. It can serve the message. Too. Yeah. If it's literally like a quotable thing, quotes yeah. are shared on social networks like it's crazy. Just one, so. it's, just, it's just what happens. Quotes yeah. work. All right. Uh, next on the list here is uh, linking out to other sites and mentioning people by name yeah. within your blog post. Yeah. So the idea here is that, you know, influencers, if you want to call them that, or or people who play the game online, a lot of us have alerts set up. Mm -hmm. We have some sort of notification system, you mm -hmm. know, that lets us know when somebody mentions us online or links to us or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's also word of mouth. Sometimes, you know, I'll hear from somebody, 
hey, did you know you were mentioned in this blog post over yeah. here? And they'll they'll like send me a link. And totally. it's like, oh, cool. That's that's good to know. Yeah. So by by linking out to other sites and mentioning people by name, there's a good chance that you're going to get on their radar somehow. Yeah. And that can lead to opportunities. It can lead to shares. It can lead to just those people reaching out and saying, For instance, you could do this right now. Just find some one of the many great pieces that I've written at Fizzle, one of the incredible life-changing pieces of art that I've made in my words with my spirit and my soul and right. my sweat. And you can just say like in your blog post, you could just like maybe for every blog post, you could just use a quote from that and say like as the inimitable Chase Reeves says in this amazing post on, you know, depression, anxiety, and entrepreneurship, or, into, you know, and whatever's floating your boat that day. There's just so many to choose from. And then you link to me somehow so in that, uh, so modest. I mean, half the time, just get, actually, my, my Google alerts, they're broken for some reason. I don't get them. So it, huh. there's probably I, a lot of, get, there's probably a lot of people talking about me. I mean, you get them. So your inbox is probably full. Of I it. get Google alerts um, about Chase Reeves. And uh, <laughs> usually it's some kid that plays high school football somewhere. Yep. Named Chase Reeves, That's which why is I weird. turned it off. Because yeah. I was just like, this guy is way more successful than me. So it, <laughs> it, it, it can be more effective if it's someone who has yeah. an unusual name, like Corbett yeah. Barr, for example. Totally. Uh, but else at, is the, same, at the same time, this idea of what you're doing is you're leveraging, you're leveraging these people's egos to try to exactly. get them to, to, to your site. To say like, oh, and to realize, and now when you do this, you're not just like, you're not just blowing hot air. You're actually being like, you've got some substance in this article and you picked a quote that I'm like, actually, yeah, that's like not one of those, the tweetables. Like that's a, a good thing that I thought would be above people's heads or something like that. It wouldn't become a massive thing. Right. So you can, you can build trust. With, I can start seeing your name. Yeah. Right. And then that just, let that take a year. Let that take a year and that person might be a friend in a little while. Totally. Yeah. Don't get impatient about yeah. it. You know, um, and in some cases we do this, even though we have no expectation of, we do this just because there are people that we, uh, we love that we, we yeah. believe in. We and just we think trust. they're smartest, super smart, smartest, not <laughs> smartest, not. Uh, and so we link to people all the time and yeah. you never know, sometimes it ends up coming back to you. So yeah. this is, this is just a great strategy and, and you should share the wealth and, and, you know, in addition, you want your audience to get access to the smartest, the best, yep. the, you know, the most useful resources. And a lot of times those aren't on your own site. They're going to be from someone else. So totally. link out and mention people generously within your own posts. Mm -hmm. All right. Next on the list is to email individual people about a blog post. I love this one. To me, this is a big one. This is the one where it's like uh, my friend Jay always talks about you co-op the relationships of your relationships, right? When you're like in a bind and you need to get a job real fast, you co-op the relationships of your relationships. So I start by emailing the people that I know who would be, and like a lot of this is, this is you, it's not like a blanket thing. I'm not putting it out and going like, hey, maybe some people like it and some people don't. Right. Hey. You know, I'm I'm very carefully tailoring this to each person that I'm sending it yeah. to. And I know I have a very, I normally I will have a good reason why this is a post that, I think they'd be interested in right. or that, that it makes sense for them to share. But I never, I never ask for like, Hey, would you just share this? I wish our friends would find our Twitter stuff out more often. You know what I mean? I wish that a lot, but I'm never, I'm never emailing people and going like, Hey, I think you'd really like this. You might want to share it with your audience. No, you know, I'm never doing that. And that's the thing. So that, you know, that's a critical element here to yeah. be aware of. Don't say, please share this with your audience. Yeah. It's just not going to, to work. In fact, a better strategy here is like, hey, you wrote this post on Tuesday. I responded today. I think you left out this one little part, but mo but but ultimately, I just love your article, and I've always I've been a big fan for forever. So you know, whatever exactly. that I'm going to read, I'm going to check it out. I might go like, God, oh, this guy's got some good things to add to my almost perfect post that I wrote before. Totally. <laughs> this is a uh, this is an area where you know you can burn relationships by yep. being too forward about it and just, you know, treat yourself like an, or be a normal human and treat other people. Realize that you are, you, you kind of are a colleague. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of anybody who's doing the thing. You're kind of not too. Yeah. Like it's this weird mix of going like, man, well, I don't, I can't do what you guys do, but I can do this over here. It's yeah. like somehow being able to be human and humane about and I, it. I would use this. I would use this not, in hopes that it's going to be directly promoted or shared by mm -hmm. the person that you're emailing. I would use this as a relationship building totally. tool Say for the long three run. years. I want to be friends with this guy. Right. Then, it, then just like have a strategy every couple months you've got, you're doing this kind of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I would even go so far as to say, 
email someone and and maybe you're just saying, hey, I mentioned you in this blog post because I'm a big fan of your work and I totally agreed with what you said here, but I wanted to add some rebuttal here. And you're really just using it as a, you're, you're being honest about the reasons that you included them in that post yep, or whatever. Totally. Um, now, on the other hand, if, if there are people in your network where you have maybe reciprocally shared some things in the past, mm. then you might be able to be a little bit more upfront. You yeah. Know, you might if be able you to- have some friends already now, once they're past the, like, I'd like to be friends with, and now you're actually friends, you're actually colleagues, you're actually working sort of like both creating things to try to get more shares. Right. Totally symbiotic relationship there where now we can, we can talk a little bit more freely about like, I would love for you to share these, these kinds of exactly. things. Exactly. And, and, you know, I would reserve those for the really big things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's totally reasonable to email friends and say, yeah. Hey, I've been working on this project for like six months. This means a lot to me. Yeah. And, um, if you like it and feel like you want to share it, I would love you forever. You yeah. know, that sort of thing. I would love you real long time. That can totally work. Yeah. All right. Um, next on the list is to syndicate, syndicate your content. Don't hate syndicate. So what do we mean by syndicate? Syndication. Syndication. Okay, I got a post that I wrote. Now I'm going to go post it again on Medium or na- or I'm going to post it first on Medium. Then I'm going to post it on my blog. Then I'm also going to post it on my LinkedIn bloggy blog because it makes sense for this group or that group in LinkedIn. I'm also going to do like like write a Forbes thing. So I'm going to take versions of this article and put it in a handful of different places. Places where other people are out there and not necessarily, they're not coming to my blog yet, right? The idea is I wrote this great post on how to put your kid down to sleep without um, without waking him up while you put him down in the crib. I want, I've got that on my site. Some people are coming and finding it there, but I want that to get out into other sites and so people know about me and they find this information and they go, this is actually funny. This is actually good. Yep. And where can I get more of it? Well, you're in luck, pal. Yeah. I've got this thing back here. Exactly. So that's how, that's how the dream of this works. Yeah, the idea is you spend a lot of time and effort writing a single blog post mm-hmm. and the majority of those for most people just end up living on their blog and that's yeah. it. But you can use that content to publish on other sites because you can reach a different audience yeah. on that site. Now, um, there are a couple of concerns here, I think. One is, uh, you know, should I publish the exact same thing on both sites? Because in some cases, you might be worried that people are going to find it on your blog and on some other site, and they're like, what? You Why know, are you doing both? You just publish the exact same thing on yeah. both. Um, so in that case, you know, you can spin it a little bit. You can, you know, um, edit, yeah. change things a little mm-hmm. bit if you want. The other concern that people have here is this old fallacy in um, SEO called the duplicate content penalty, which Mm -hmm. has been proven over and over again not to exist. But for some reason, this persists. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing is, like, wherever you want this post to have the most SEO juice or Mm -hmm. search engine, you know, juice, uh, publish it first in that place. So if you want the search juice to end up on your blog mm. and publish it on your blog first and the other places that you publish, just, you know, point a link back to your site and it kind of lets Google digest it, know that yours was first. Yeah. And then those links back, tell it that this is the, you know, the original version, the important version totally. of it. But otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't harm your site. It doesn't we give do, you a penalty. We do anything. syndication every now and again. We would post stuff back on, on Medium or something like that. Yeah. But we haven't done a lot of it. If I was just starting out, I would be smart about this one. I think there's a lot of people reading Medium. I think there's a lot of people reading, depending on which niche, which topic you're focused on, which kind of people you want to find. Maybe they're not on Medium at all. Maybe they're not on who knows where at all, right? Yeah. But but they might be in some places where you can kind of create a relationship and be a writer there if you're good. And I would take that very seriously when I'm starting, just starting. Yeah, and uh, some. Uh, so I was in a uh, I was on a, a call with a few other people who had um, built email lists, and um, some Nathan Barry was moderating it, and the question was like, how do you grow an email list quickly? Yeah. And James Clear was one of the participants there. And this was like several years ago. James talked about this strategy then. And I don't know how many, like, you know, he had a a few thousand email subscribers at the time. Now he has like 250,000 something email subscribers. And this has been his go-to primary strategy. He writes a couple of times a week and then he uses what he wrote on 
entrepreneur.com, on the Huffington Post, yeah. on Medium, and all these different places. And then he points people back to his own site. Yep. And they come check it out. They love what they've got, what he's got there, and they and they subscribe. So it can be very powerful, very effective. Yeah, very powerful, very effective. All right, next one. All right, next is uh, to optimize for search. Mm. And um, when we talk to beginning bloggers, a lot of times we tell them, don't worry about search for a while because yeah. other strategies are going to get you more uh, traction in the beginning. Yeah. Because when you first start a blog, Google doesn't trust you yet. They don't know much about you, so it's going to take a while. Yeah. But as you get more- And just more, so you know, the way that Google starts to trust you is when you get lots and lots of good links back to you. Yeah. Right? So people are going like, hey, read this post about X or read this post about Y or whatever. Yeah. That has to happen quite a bit for Google to go like, oh, this, yep. I should pay more attention to this website. Exactly. Now, uh, once you get more sophisticated, then you can start thinking about optimizing your individual posts for search. And what that means is, ahead of time, before you write the post, maybe looking to see what people are actually searching for. This is called yeah. keyword research. And then including those uh, keywords in the title and within your post. Which is just, I mean, to me, what's most effective about that is just finding out like, what are the topics I should be writing on? The topics are normally the keyword in some way. That's, that's what people are searching for because that's what people are wanting to have fixed and solved. You know, so that idea of, of using keyword uh, research to find out what to write about is actually really powerful. Yep. You know? Yeah, and... Um, because I think I think your topics that you choose for your blog post is a really big part of whether or not these, these posts get promoted very much. You know what I mean? If, they, if, the, if the world takes it in and, and loves it, it has to do with whether or not this is a thing people are thinking about yet or not. And sometimes you're right at the beginning of that and you're like, you're just like, you got stuff written before there's a lot of other articles about it. And sometimes it's like, sometimes you're just like one of another hundred million articles on the same topic. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's certainly a strategy. Um, and, but, you know, optimizing an individual post for search is a promotional tactic in a way because, you know, yeah. you are hoping that you're pulling people in from the search engines with these posts. And uh, in the long run, you know, in, can... in WordPress, that Yoast SEO plugin is pretty good mm -hmm. for images stuff as well as for uh, meta tags and all that kind of stuff. Just like because you can put in like, here's the keywords that I'm targeting and then it gives you like a score for how you're doing. or yeah. It gives you some ideas. I've never used it for that ever. I use it for on our site at Fizzle to do the social images. So when you put a link into Facebook, it automatically brings Pulls in the, the right image, image and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay, so that's all of the post-promotion strat strategies. Did you find another one? Uh, no, uh, but we should say that in the show notes for this episode, there will be more. Yeah. And uh, let's move on now yeah. to overall blog promotion let's tactics. Let's do it. So before we were talking about things that you can do to promote an individual post, and we recommend that you end up having a checklist. Yeah. You, you have a toolbox of things that you can do to promote your post. And then you have a checklist where at the end of, you know, or throughout the process of writing and afterwards, you go through and say, did I include an image in my post? Mm -hmm. Have I shared it on these different, you know, social networks? Um, did I email someone if it was important to them? Did I ask for a share? All these different yeah. things. You have a checklist mm -hmm. to go through. Now let's change gears and talk about overall blog promotion tactics, which means these are things that you can do to kind of spread the word generally about yeah. your blog yeah. so that people discover the site and maybe, you know, become uh, fans that way. So uh, this, the first one relates to the first item that we talked about before. And um, this is just generally to establish yourself on social media. Mm. And what that means is, you know, uh, spending time on a particular network, learning the ins and outs of how it works. Yeah. Instagram is very different from Twitter, for example. Yeah. Learning how those things work, investing yourself there, interacting with other people, and generally growing a following in that place. Just like you're trying to grow following on your own blog, mm -hmm. you need to be growing followings on social media because those can be really valuable sources of traffic to your site in a couple of ways. One is it'll help when you share individual posts there. Mm -hmm. The second is people will be curious about who you are if they follow you. And if mm -hmm. you're posting really useful stuff in that network, even if it's not your own stuff, mm -hmm. they'll check out your bio and then boom, they can click through, find out more about bada you. Bada bing, bada bing. Are you kidding me? Social network is changing everything. 
look at this. I send a tweet. Someone sees it. They're like, who is this guy? And they'll look at the bio. But the bing, I got him. <laughs> you got him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a backroom uh, meeting of, of Trump and his associates. Uh, I uh, heard about Twitter. It's amazing. You just put a the leak out there and uh, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Everything ends in that boardroom with, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's that's the first one. Okay, pretty simple, but this this takes a long time. And Establishing yourself in social media does take a long time, and and it is a valuable asset over time. That's the thing to remember about this. You just just the way that James Clear, when he first started writing, was like, "I'll write a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, a little bit there." At first, it probably wasn't delivering a ton of results, but over time, it gets more and more and more and more valuable. Yep. So it's that that these kinds of things where you got it on the checklist, like Corbett was talking about, and you're like, every once in a while, I do something to just build. Like I just I just feed that part of it a little bit. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um. All right. And uh, you know the the time to start establishing yourself on social media is way before you feel like you need yeah. social media for something. Yeah. It's just something everyone should be doing. Yeah. You know, and you just get out there. You start. I mean, shoot, start up your Instagram or your Twitter or your Facebook before, before your blog post, and just start making stuff there. In some ways, you There's know, nothing just, more desperate than watching somebody launch a blog and then starting a Twitter account at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. and then they have five followers, and they're like, it's trying hard. To, but at the same, it always looks desperate when you're just starting anything. It always looks a little weird, and so screw it, go with it, yeah. and, ju- and love it. Go yeah. like, isn't this awkward? I'm just starting. Weird. Totally. <laughs> All right, next on the list is simply to include social sharing buttons on your site. And, um, you know, that that means, you know, putting a Twitter button or a Facebook button or whatever somewhere on the post so that people can simply click a link mm. and share your post. Now, uh, there are sort of right and wrong ways to do this, I think. Um, but really what it comes down to is what works for you and what works for your site and your audience. In some circles, you know, there are, share buttons that like float next to the page and they're really in your face and Mm -hmm. they have share counts and that kind of stuff. And, um, that might work depending on your target. I think it does work. I think it really does work. Uh, and it does depend on your target audience and the kind of feeling you want to give your, your viewers. Right. Totally. In other cases, you'll see that the buttons are sort of obscure. The colors are muted, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and they're just harder to find. And, and I think that depends again on, on who your audience is and, and, what they expect. It also depends on how shareable the content. You know, and I was thinking like a lot of people who are listening or to this show or subscribing to the Fizzle blog, their followers aren't entrepreneurs. You know right. what I mean? So they're not, not as likely to share our stuff. Sure. Because they're like, I don't know who, like, like I don't know who in my audience is going to be into this. I'm right. talking about knitting. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so in some ways, this share thing isn't the best for some businesses and that's just built in. That's fine. That's just fine. We still get a lot of shares to our stuff, but not nearly as much as we have reading and finding value in the stuff, you know? So, but having that, that, uh, and then again, to the tweetable thing that we mentioned before, just understanding what's shareable about this to an actual reader Mm -hmm. instead of like, I'm, I wish you would share this because I would really like for you to do that. If you could please do that, that'd be great. Right. That's what you, of course, that's what you think, but they're like, I don't care about you. I don't care who you are. I, I need help with this. And this helped me or it didn't. Yeah. You know? Now, uh, something to keep in mind if you do decide to add share buttons to your site, and that is if you have a very low number of shares, it probably does you more damage than good to display the number of those shares on mm-hmm. your site. If you know you have four buttons across the bottom, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, and it shows like zero and two shares yeah. and three yeah. shares, then people are like, oh, this, you know, this isn't very popular. Why would I want to share it? Yeah, totally. Whereas you go to Mashable or something and they have like 500 shares on every mm-hmm. every single item, uh, it gives you this feeling like, oh, everybody's doing it. I should do this too. Yeah. So in that case, just put the buttons there and don't include the counts. It's, yeah. it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah. Moving on. Write guest articles. This is guest posting. This is a classic internet term. Yep. From the golden age. And I think it's it's similar to the syndication thing we talked about. Um, it's a little bit different in that, uh, in that really when you're talking about a guest post, you're talking about writing for another blogger. You're talking about like there's a blog out there that it, that's like talks to my audience or the people who I wish were in my audience. And I want to write something there because I'm just getting started. Um, and I want to write a lot of things there if I can because I'm just getting started. Yeah, that's That's the kind of thing you're looking for. 
Um, and it's a really, it can also be a very powerful strategy, especially if you come at it. Uh, it's all about your relationship with the founder of that blog, of that place, I think, right? And so another thing for you to just sort of mention them in your post, let it develop over time, slowly mention, send them an email or a comment just saying like, hey, this is a really great post. I've been struggling with this myself personally. Thank you for taking the time and actually writing this. This is world class. Yeah. And, you know, I think it depends uh, as well. One of the uh, biggest mistakes people make is trying to submit guest articles to sites that clearly don't take guest articles. It's it's a plague. It's get, a plague. Yeah, we get this like five times a day and it's and it's from... Usually it's from like social media and, and SEO companies and stuff. Yeah. And and so you There's can, a lot of people who love the Fizzle show and would be a great fit as a guest on the Fizzle show. I really like that one episode on why finding your niche is bad advice. And I think Terry, my CEO, would be a really great uh, guest on your show. Yeah. Anyways, just a really big fan. I think he'd be a good guest though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like we have never had a guest on this show. Right. In we had, have had a couple, actually. A couple, but a very, very rare occasion. So the same, the same is true of writing someone with a blog who has never accepted a guest article yeah. for you yeah. to you know, say, hey, I'm a big fan of your blog and I'd love to write a guest article, blah, blah, blah. It's just probably not going to happen. And it's just like, dude, everybody's writing and going like, I love that article you wrote on, insert the name of the post here. Yeah. It was a really great point you made about, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm looking at your form letter, bro. Like I can see right through this. What's yeah. happening right now? Why is there no humanity left in, 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 like if there was a young kid who came up going like, I'm going to connect with these guys and I'm going to prove my valuable value to them over time. It would stand out like a sore thumb, like a sore thumb. Someone who said like in four years, I'm going to have, I'm going to be like established. And in the meantime, I'm just going to know these guys. I'm going to get to know these people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like you actually knew. It's been interesting to watch the blog change over the last couple of months. Seems like you're focusing more on this stuff. Just wanted to let you know, like, it's really cool. What? That would blow my mind, you know, as a as a as a blogger. Totally. If you did that for someone, yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, this can be very effective. Uh, it can be difficult to get into, uh, and it does take time to write a good article for someone else. But uh, the goal here is to find a site that has a strong overlap with your audience. It has a large and engaged audience yeah. that you believe you can deliver something that's actually useful to. Yeah. And if you do that, then, you know, you could potentially write for a site that's much larger than yours. And in some cases, I've written articles for other sites way back when yeah. that sent thousands of visitors over yeah. to my site. Yeah, you know, yeah. some of these blogs are really big and really engaged. So it can be a great strategy. Um, but it takes time. And, and like Chase said, you know, uh, make sure that you are respecting the person who, mm -hmm. who writes that blog and not just trying to use them, yeah, you know, for totally. this. And again, like we talked about earlier with uh, emailing people articles, this should be a long-term relationship that you're trying mm -hmm. to develop. And mm -hmm. then when the right opportunity comes up, then, you know, be there ready to write an article yeah. for these people. Um, on the other hand, you know, there are some sites that just have clear submission policies for guest writers yeah. and those go wild, you yeah. know, write, yeah. write the email address that they provide and make a good pitch, yeah. make it customized and you won't have to worry about burning bridges there because they're open to it. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up is uh, similar, but, um, this is to write for other platforms. And I know that we talked about syndication earlier, but in it, in addition to syndication, you can also write original content for other platforms. You mm. can write for Medium, you can write on LinkedIn, you can write on Huffington Post. Yeah. And the reason I don't call these guest articles is because a lot of these are open, meaning yeah. that you don't have to necessarily um, you know, submit an individual article. Yeah. In some cases, you will have to get on a roster of writers. Like I think at the Huffington Post, you may still have to get approval to be a writer there. But once you're approved as a writer, you can write anything you want. Hmm. This was another piece of James Clear's big strategy um, that I mentioned earlier. He became a regular writer for a lot of different platforms and uh, sometimes he syndicated his own stuff. Sometimes he wrote original content mm. on those places. Mm -hmm. um, the difference here is that instead of syndicating and publishing one post that you want to promote, you're writing something original. And within the post, you are linking back to your site or within your bio or whatever. Yeah. You're sort of like social media, hoping that people are going to be like, who's this guy? Yeah. They'll read the bio and then they'll click through. The bio being that piece at the end of the of the article that says James Clear writes for jamesclear.com. If you're interested in something, something, then exactly. check out his yada, yada, yada. Yep, yeah. yep. 
Okay, cool. Writing for other platforms. All right. We've got two more here. Uh, the next one is simply to connect with other bloggers. And I really can't stress the importance of this in the long run and yeah. how valuable this has been to me and to yeah. us and to our business. Yeah, it's hard to it's like kind of hard to quantify because you can't say like, oh, that was it, it just it happens really gradually and naturally over time. But it can be so valuable in these little moments. Just thinking back about, you know, the the um, the things that have led to breakthroughs for us in our business and um, have really driven a lot of new interest in things that we've created or published or whatever, those they almost always come because we have connected with other really big names out there. Yeah. And it, we didn't just write Pat Flynn one day and say, hey, Pat, you know, can you... Yeah. We'd love to be a guest on your podcast. No, Can we yeah. write a guest post on That's your true. blog? We never approached anyone who's become our friends that way. Right. And they have never, they, they never, I don't think anyone that's done that has become friends with us. And like, in that, like we actually have a relationship kind of way. It's right. always met at conferences. Exactly. It's all, it's almost, it's always met at conferences. Pretty much. In some cases they started online, but these, the way these relationships usually yeah. go, if they're going to become strong, uh, is that they start, online, maybe mutual admiration. Maybe you email somebody mm -hmm. and tell them why you like their posts or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you have friends in common or whatever. And then eventually they progress to you meet at a conference or whatever. Mm -hmm. In some cases, you just literally meet people at a conference. Yeah. And, you know, your goal here should be not to try to reach out to the A-listers because they're busy and, you know, you might have a breakthrough once in a while. But yeah. generally, you should be looking for people who seem like up-and-comers, people who are rising stars. They You can tell mm -hmm. they've got something interesting going on, but they don't necessarily have a massive following yet. Yeah. And that's exactly how I met all the people who are really big-name A-listers in the space that we play in now. Because they weren't A-listers yet. six, seven yeah. years ago in some cases. Totally. So um, that's just something that you should be doing on a regular basis and uh, just make a list of all the people that you think would be interesting to meet in your space, mm -hmm. whether they're A, B, or C listers, whatever, make that list and then start thinking, how am I going to get in touch with these people? Which do I think they're attending? Yeah, and you'd be surprised. Or? Like I've been a speaker uh, at a lot of events and every once in a while those is like, like meet the speaker dinners or something like that where yeah. someone pays a VIP ticket to do the thing. I still kind of know some people from those things. Right. Like, you know, any part of you just wants to go like, Oh yeah, this is just going to be like people who want to pay more and it's not going to be very valuable. It actually works. And it kind of works. Totally. Dude. It kind of works. Paying for access. So if you're like, hey, I'm a big fan of this person and I could pay a lot more, but I can have access to hang out with them at this dinner. Yeah. You never know. I mean, you might might not get your value out of it, but you maybe might. As long as you're just like, hey, screw it. Throw the dice. See if it works out or not because you can't force it. Yeah. Or, you, you know, know, go to a conference and uh, attend all the sessions that one person is is hosting. Yeah. And uh, shake hands and ask them a question afterwards and do that three times. You mm -hmm. know, you might find yourself at a dinner with with somebody like that. Yeah. During yep. the conference. All right. Last one. Last one. The last one is uh, to participate in and publish on uh, within comments, forums and Q&A sites. Mm -hmm. So I group these together because these are all places where you can share a little bit of your knowledge, mm -hmm. usually in written form uh, in as an answer to. Or, you know, to interact with other people that are mm -hmm. on these these sites. So a lot of blogs still have comments. That's one place where you can go and, and write things. And um, you might not build a following in that way, but you could if you're publishing comments on the same blog yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but if you plant enough of these little seeds out there, then, you know, people might click through. Usually there's a, a link to your name. They mm. might click through on that to find your site. Yeah. Um, if it's something that's more organized, like a forum or a Q and a site where you have a profile, mm -hmm. then you can build a reputation on those things. We see this in the fizzle forums all the time. Yeah. A lot of people participate so much in the fizzle forums. They gain reputation points. You see them everywhere and eventually you get to know who they are. Cause you're curious. Like, yeah. why does this person post so much? You yeah. When Elaine through. asks a question on fizzle Friday, like I know a lot about her cause I've seen her responses a lot. I know that she's active. I know that, that she's working on stuff. So it's that kind of that kind of like, I don't know, top of mindness even, you yeah. know, that like just you can be that to other people as they're finding answers to these questions. Yeah. And so that could be a, a private forum or a public forum. And then with a Q&A site like Quora, mm -hmm. Quora is this massive uh, site full of questions and mm -hmm. answers. And, you know, usually each question will have multiple answers. Some people uh, like, uh, for example, uh, James Altucher. Mm -hmm. 
or uh, Jason Lemkin, who runs this site called Saster about mm -hmm. SaaS businesses. These people have participated so much on Quora and answered so many questions there that they're literally driving millions and millions of views on their really? answers. Wow. And so, you know, from there, uh, you see people answering questions. You're curious about who they are. You click through to their bio. Boom. There's yeah. a link to their yeah. site from there. So mm -hmm. you might discover them that way. I've mentioned this before. I found an attorney that way once because mm -hmm. I was Googling certain things and I kept finding there was this one guy who answered a lot of questions on Quora. Yeah. And so I clicked through to his site and I called him, had a consultation and then used him for some work. Wow. So, uh, that's a strategy that maybe not a lot of people are using. Keep that in mind as well. But all those little seeds that you can plant and get your name out there yeah. with links back to your site. Let's not forget how useful. important it is to be a part of Yahoo Answers also. It's such high quality. It's important that you're there with the rest of the top dogs in question answering. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know whenever I ask, whenever I type something in Google, if Yahoo Answers comes up, boom. I'm clicking on that thing. Clicking on it twice. Yeah, hold on. Did you restart the computer? <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> My favorite is just all the like horrible grammar and misspellings of oh, the yeah. answers. Just, just, oh man, just oh. I have been Chase Warman Reeves. I've been Corbett Lee Barr. And we will see you there. Or, or we'll, we'll see, see you on another, another time. time. <laughs> so there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 170 is where you're going to find this huge supporting article about this thing. Okay, all of these strategies to promote your blog posts and your blog in general, super helpful. So check it out, fizzleshow.co slash 170. And also, if you're listening to this as it's airing, head over to fizzle.co slash blog me to sign up for the Startup Blog That Matters course with the coaching. This is good for Fizzle members or people who aren't yet members. And you're, if you're not yet a member, you're going to get to come in with a free trial. So it's like, this is a no-brainer if you've wanted to start up a blog. Uh, fizzle.co slash blog me. That's it for this episode. I'm not going to rant and rave here at the end, even though I'm really talented at it. I'm like really good at it. I could probably do this for a long time. But I'm just going to leave you with that. Uh, hope to see you inside of Fizzle and uh, the uh, just like a bar or something at some point soon. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>